This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I am a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. Today, I have Brian Jorgensen with me, and he and I are going to talk a little bit about pet insurance and do you need it and what does it do and what are the details about it. So we'll be right back with Brian Jorgensen after a quick break. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. As I said, I have Brian Jorgensen with me today. Hi, Brian. Hello. How are you doing today? Excellent. I'm very excited to get to talk with you and have my listeners learn a lot about pet insurance because I get a lot of questions about pet insurance in my exam rooms. But first, I kind of want to learn a little bit about you. Can you tell us about you and your journey to be where you are now? Sure. Sure. It is a somewhat journey that has moved and and shook over the years and not quite exactly where I would have expected to be. Yet, at the same time, it's been a phenomenally fun journey. It all started probably when I was little. We always had pets grown up. We initially, I remember having cats. We had dogs as well at the same time. And when I was 14, I was given my own dog for the first time by my parents, which really just meant they took care of it. And I just acted like I did. And that dog had all kinds of bizarre problems that eventually my wife and I, after college, we actually had that dog as our first pet. And we spent crazy amounts of money on vet bills with him and maxed out our college and grad school credit card. So that was always rough. Where we eventually got to, though, after I did some stints in consulting, is I had a chance to join a pet insurance company because of that passion that we had for the challenges that pet parents face financially when they really just want to be taking care of their pet. And they're unfortunately confronted with the realities of the finances around them so often. And that that journey into pet insurance has been a lot of fun and I've learned a lot and I've grown and moved up in leadership positions over time and have now found myself at MetLife Pet Insurance and absolutely loving the journey. That's great. So you had a personal experience that helped you understand the importance of pet insurance. So 
What do you think are the specific financial pain points that pet parents experience that maybe other people do not? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And it's particularly relevant today as so many Americans today are wrestling with today's economic climate. But pet parents are also grappling with the rising cost of pet care. And that is adding to the stressors already there. It, one recent survey that we did resulted in us realizing that about 84% of pet parents say that they are facing increasing costs in pet care, trips to the vet, food, treats, all the accessories, the toys, all the fun stuff. Uh, those things are just increasing right now. And we also have found that more than half of pet parents out there are concerned about being able to care for their pet to the point that some people are saying that because of those rising costs, they might choose to not get a pet in the future. Oh, no. And then they would miss out on all the great right? aspects of, of being a pet owner. Yeah, that, that's very sad. Yes, we agree. Yeah, we totally agree with you. So as you know, and as we all know and feel, things are getting more expensive and it's, it's not our fault. I mean, it's not veterinarian's fault. It's not really the grocery store's fault that, I don't know, supply chain and all of these other things that we hear about, but veterinary medicine is, is not any different. So yeah, I think that costs really are rising. How do you think that people can best prepare for that if they do and should get to experience pet ownership? Well, right. Yes. And I, and I hope they do. It is a great joy. And it is a little sad to think about people choosing to not do it because of the cost. I get it, but boy, that's a rough one. But folks can do things to prepare. And, you know, one of the things that we have learned is that about 45% of folks that are out there today have not taken any financial steps to actually alleviate the costs of pet ownership. It's not a hard thing to do, but I think in the long list of things that we have going on every single day as, as busy folks, busy pet parents, that just doesn't quite make it to the top of the list. But in case something does happen, pet parents should always be able to depend on something like pet insurance to help keep the costs down. And again, like I said before, then they can just focus on enjoying their time with their pet instead of having to worry about their pocketbook. So one thing we do, for example, that I really love is we have this under one roof feature that allows multiple pets to be covered under a single policy. It's a great money saving option for folks with multiple pets, which people should have, I believe. And we recommend that people look at that as a consideration when they're looking across their pet insurance options. So when I was young, I wanted to be a veterinarian and my dad used to always say, let me get it right. He would say, poor planning causes poor performance. And I think I think that that's the case for pet ownership as well. So what you're saying is just getting an idea of the cost that might be coming and sort of using pet insurance as part of your plan. I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, there's that whole thing about you've probably heard before too, cheesy sayings, but if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And, and I think that this kind of planning, this kind of financial planning allows people to not fail, allows people to succeed in their pet ownership over the long term. And, and it is over the long term. You want to have that good, healthy pet that never has any problems. But we also recognize that particularly as they age, that's not always the case. And sure, you might have that lucky pet who never has any problems. However, that's not the case with most folks. And we want to put folks in a position to feel good about 
being there for their pet when they need it. So what would you say, I know I tell my clients, they want to look into pet insurance when the pet is younger, when the cat is still a kitten. What what is your advice on that? I think that's great advice. And thank you for telling folks that. Please keep telling them that. I would encourage you to do so. From our point of view, you do want to get your pet insured as early as possible. There's lots of reasons for that. There's the simple reasons around, hey, all of the costs of owning a a kitten uh, or a puppy are ones that you then would actually be able to help get some of the cost afraid. That's certainly helpful. You also have the challenge, as in any healthcare plan out there, of pre-existing conditions. The longer you wait to actually get your kitten or puppy insured, you're going to be putting yourself in a position where there might be some conditions that end up not being covered in the long term. So the earlier you can get it done, the more you can get locked in with a plan that's going to take care of those those conditions that that arise later. So I know that um, pet insurance is a little bit different than human health insurance, although in yes. my exam room, we talk about pet health insurance because you know we want people to understand it's to insure the health of their pets. But can you sort of explain to my listeners, what's the deal with pet insurance? How does it work? Absolutely. And thank you for clarifying that because you're right. I think a lot of folks do get confused because the language in the industry is to talk about pet insurance not pet health insurance. That's a much clearer way to frame it. It's not pet life insurance. It is pet health insurance. You're right. So what the pet insurance market generally works, the way the pet insurance market generally works, and certainly true in the case of MetLife pet insurance, is we are built around a reimbursement model. What that means is for the vast majority of pet insurance companies out there, when a individual pet parent goes to the vet with their with their kitten, they might bring that, get it taken care of. They would actually pay their bill and then they would, for example, take a picture of or email off that invoice that they received and then they would get reimbursed for a amount based on the kind of plan that they put in place. Most plans allow for some flexibility in the amount of co-insurance, 70%, 80%, 90%, and deductibles could be could be zero deductible, could be $100 deductible, $500 deductible. Depends on the choices those pet parents make. And there are, what I just described there, mostly is thinking about what we refer to as accident and illness, but there are also plans that cover wellness that ensures that if you take your pet in for, for exams, cleanings, things like that, those can be covered as well. And of course, prevention is the key to staying healthy. So that's excellent. So I think that it is important that my listeners understand it's it's not like um, people get so angry about their vet bills because they're used to going to their physician and paying a $25 copay or whatever, and they feel like that's cheap and the vet is more expensive, but that's not really how it works. So what you're saying is the pet parent would pay me or their veterinarian, but then would be reimbursed from MetLife according to the plan they had chosen, correct? That's exactly right. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, how old of a kitten? What are the ages? When can you first insure a kitten? Sure. It varies a bit depending on the company, but we would recommend that folks get them in um, from 12 weeks and later. And then after that, as they get older, there are some pet insurance companies that actually will age pets out where they're not actually willing to 
insure them when they hit a certain age. We don't do that. However, that is something that you just want to be aware of as you're out there in the marketplace looking at the different options available to you. So are you saying that if obviously if you start with your kitten when they're 12 weeks old and you get a policy through MetLife, they will be able to have that policy for the life of the pet? Is that is that what you're saying? 100% true. Yeah. The variation is where you have some organizations, some some companies who have upper limitations. So say a pet gets to 14 years old, they wouldn't be able to enroll. Most organizations do allow you to continue on the plan as you age up. Uh, however, there are a few out there that say, yeah, we're not going to take any any pups or kittens over the age of 14, say. Okay. I've had clients tell me that they couldn't um, after the age of eight. So, um, so that's yes. great. So you're saying that MetLife does not do that. Correct. That's right. So we really try to ensure that as many folks as want to get pet insurance really at any stage of life uh, for, those, for those pets are in a position to do so. Well, that is great news. So I do want to take a quick break, but I want to come back and talk with you. As a person who deals with pet insurance, you probably hear a lot about claims, like what are people claiming and what kind of things can happen. So I want to hear your your tips and your thoughts for my cat-loving listeners. So we'll be right back after a quick break. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So I've been grilling Brian Jorgensen about pet insurance, and I think that my listeners want to know his thoughts. Like, what is the number one most common claim for cats? Do you know? It's going to be issues around gastritis and stomach problems related to the cats. And very, very common for a variety of reasons. Even cats just eating normally, that could cause problems. But for example, we just got through the holidays and... There were so many claims that would come in for things like my cat ate tinsel or half of my tree. So all of those kinds of issues around stomach problems with cats are extraordinarily common. And they fortunately are often not life-threatening where usually if you get your cat in there, they're able to get taken care of pretty quickly. However, it definitely puts a potential financial pressure on that pet parent. Yeah, right after the holidays, I have removed gosh, Christmas tree ornaments and all kinds of things. Uh, Christmas lights, I think, one time. But yeah. Lights, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a puppy. And of course, oh um, that's a different <laughs> that's a different thing altogether. <laughs> like a cat would probably not do that. They're <laughs> we'll brighter say. than dogs in that way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll say. So what advice would you have for a pet parent maybe that did get a pet or a kitten over the holidays? Oh, yeah. Over the holidays, as we just mentioned, it certainly presents some additional hurdles and challenges for, for the new ones. 
However, really, anytime, it's important to create a safe environment for the pet, right? You always want to make sure that you have a clean environment, free of choking hazards, don't want to have toxic foods lying around, tinsel, for example, or other dangerous things that those curious puppies or kittens, it doesn't even have to be a puppy or a kitten, older cats and dogs too, just get curious and want to explore. So you definitely want to create an environment that's going to be a safe one for them. Also, if folks are introducing a new pet into a home where maybe a pet's already there, give them some time, give them some space, give them that opportunity to adjust to one another and make sure that they're really comfortable and friendly with one another. Hopefully you did a little bit of testing of that before uh, making that final decision to welcome into your home if you had another pet. However, I think that's a really important aspect too. And then, you know, like we said, Making sure you're taking care of yourself is really important. I think that, let's see, I think our numbers said that about 79% of cat parents said that their overall well-being, including their mental and physical health, actually has a direct impact on their pet's well-being. So getting through the holidays, it's a really great time to make some choices in your life so that you and your pet's health needs, mental and physical, are being met. And you can avoid the stress of a surprise, oh, like yeah. uh, like an accident or ingesting something um, that wasn't digestible um, if you plan for pet insurance. So um, I want to revisit the idea of planning for your pet because yes. we know that pets can live. The oldest dog I've ever treated was 21 and actually the oldest cat I've ever treated was 22. And wow. so- Planning for that is huge. Um, what is it we, what did you say? Failure to plan is, say that again. <laughs> right, right. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Yeah. Well, that is really, really good. So do you know, now I don't remember the exact statistic and it's okay if you don't, but do you yeah. remember the lifetime cost of owning a cat or a dog? Off the top of my head, I don't. And I've seen different statistics on that over the time, over, over the years, and it's been changing, rising. And it certainly is a number that every it's time in the I thousands. see it. It's yeah. in the thousands. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, obviously, it depends on just how old that, that pet is getting. A 21-year-old dog, a 22-year-old cat. I think you're up into you know six digits for sure by that point. Yeah, well, and so, but you love them and they're you worth do. it. So I think I think that pet insurance is definitely something that should be on everyone's radar. Um, there was a, a tag phrase for a while um, that veterinarians were talking about economic euthanasia. And we all hate that. We hate having a patient that we know we could help that it maybe isn't getting the help that he or she needs because of finances. And so pet insurance is certainly a way to offset that. So I would encourage my listeners to look into that. So true. So true. That that is a I've heard that term before as well. That is a that is a tough one. So if my listeners want to find more out about MetLife and everything, how do they find you? Sure. No, absolutely. So easiest way is to visit us at MetLifePetInsurance.com. And while you're there, we encourage you to get a free 30-second quote that will let you know what your pet's health insurance costs would be. And you can choose to have that be accident and illness, or you can choose that to actually have a, a wellness add-on if that works for you and where you are with your pet. 
So every episode, I always say, and communicate with your veterinarian. Find out what the costs are going to be that we know you're going to need, like the preventive care, so that you can make an informed choice about which plan you want to choose or or whatever. But yeah, include your veterinarian in these decisions as well. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was really good to get to chat with you and to help expose my listeners to maybe something they had not thought of. No, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for for having me be part of this. And should you have any questions or any of your listeners have any questions, would be absolutely happy to respond and provide any additional information we can. So all of my listeners, be aware that your cat's going to be here for a long time if everything goes well and pet insurance might be a way to help keep that a little more affordable. So I thank you so much for your time, Brian Jorgensen. I always thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, and I want all of my listeners to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.